everyone. Welcome to the Honey and Grace podcast. I'm your host, Veronica Waldrop, and I pray that we can taste and see a little bit of God's goodness through today's episode together. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Honey and Grace podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode because we have a very special guest with us today. I have known her for quite a long time, and she's a very sweet and humble woman of God that has been sensitive to God's calling on her life, and I'm so excited to hear more about her story today. So thank you so much, Sister Elizabeth Hughes, for being on the Honey and Grace podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. We're so happy and so excited about this. Um, I know someone, if not everyone, but I know I will be blessed by something that you have to say. And so before we get actually started, um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and whatever you want us to know about you? Okay, well, um, my name's Elizabeth Hughes. I have two sweet girls. One of them is four. The other one is five months old. My husband is Austin Hughes, and he is the youth pastor here at Bethlehem Church. Um, and we stay busy. Austin is also the um, Mississippi District Youth President, and I am the Mississippi District Women's Esprit President. So between all of those things, we have lots to do. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so um, how busy do you all stay doing things like that? Like you're the, he's the Mississippi District Youth President. Like do you all go right. out and preach places or like how does that work? Yeah, we, well, we just kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, so yes, Austin preaches out. We travel some, sometimes it's busier than other times, but, um, so we, we travel a little bit and, um, and of course just district events and youth events with our own young people and all that kind of stuff. Um, we, you know, we stay busy with that. And then we also, uh, do some women's esprit events here and there, uh, just a couple of times, a few times a year, um, but mostly it's just within our own church. We we stay busy with just our own church stuff here at Bethlehem. Yeah. Um, how do you and Brother Hughes like being involved with the young people? I love it. We love it very much. We uh, started, so Austin became the youth pastor right after we got married, which was almost seven years ago. Our anniversary is next month. So it'll be seven years next month that we've been youth pastoring, and we like it a lot. It's been awesome. That's awesome. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that being youth pastors and involved with young people could be considered a job that just anyone could do, or do you think God designs people for that kind of ministry? Well, I think everybody has a specific calling. Um, so I would say it's probably not for everybody. 
God made us all unique and different with our own giftings and talents and callings. And so I wouldn't say anybody could just jump in and, uh, and do it well, you know, I know sometimes people fill a role just because there's a need. Um, like I used to play the piano. I used to uh, lead the music at my dad's church for a while before I got married. Um, which I did and I enjoyed it, but that was just a season and that's not like my lifelong calling or anything. Mm -hmm. Now I don't play the piano at all. I don't want to, (laughs) that's not what I want to do. There's other people that can do it way better than me. And so that, that season of life is over for me and I'm happy. (laughs) I didn't even know. I I think that, um, everybody's different and called to different things. So I would say, uh, youth pastoring is, is, you know, just for the people that God calls to do that. And it is seasonal also. We won't do that for our whole lives, but, but we enjoy it while we're doing it. Yeah. I didn't even know that you played the piano at all. I knew that you sing a lot when at um, Bethlehem. So I see, are you like really involved in the worship team or? Well, I, I was before I had my baby. So, um, I, I still, I, I lead our youth music team. Um, but I don't play the piano. I just organize, like I'll pick out the, um, I'll pick out the, oh, what's the word? I can't even think of what they're called. The musicians (laughs) and the singers. And I just get it together. Sometimes I'll sing in our youth services, but most of the time I don't because I have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I have to be with her most of the time. Um, but yeah, I, I used to sing all the time. But then when I had a baby, you know, life just transitions and changes. <laughs> and so right now I just stay with my girls. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, how like how do you balance all of the things that you do? being so busy because you are a mom of little ones and you're very involved with your church and just everyday life. So how do you stay balanced with all those things? And I mean, just maintain it all. Interesting question. I would like (laughs) to know the answer to that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I, I think I literally just wrote down in my notes somewhere, like I need to figure out how to balance life. (laughs) (laughs) So I might not have a good answer to that question, but, um, planning and writing things down and scheduling that is a must. Mm -hmm. I have my planner. I'm a paper person. I don't like, I'm not a big technology person, as you know, with me trying to get all this thing right here. Like I'm not a big technology person. I like my paper planner. So I write things down. I write everything down. I write my whole schedule down. Um, or I I'll forget things and I'll be, it'll just be a mess. So that's kind of my big way of keeping things balanced. Um, and also I think once you get to a certain point, like where there's so much going on, you have to learn to say no because you'll just, you can't do everything. Yeah. There's no way to do everything. Um, so still trying to learn about this whole balance thing, but from what, 
from what I have learned so far, you can't do everything. You have to say no sometimes and write everything down. <laughs> That's good. That's what I do. <laughs> I do like to do the whole planner thing too sometimes whenever I think that I'm getting really busy and I just have to write it all down. But that is good. Um, not everyone's a planner person, but I think it can definitely help for who's really busy. Oh, yes. <laughs> I can't do it without my planner. I would be an absolute mess. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Um, so when this goes, when this goes live, it'll be two weekends ago. But for us right now, last weekend um, was the her conference again, mm-hmm. and it was so good. And me, my nana, my mom, my aunt, one of my friends, we were all able to go. Um, we went Friday night and Saturday. We weren't able to go Thursday night, but I watched it and it was amazing too. And so, um, I just want to talk a little bit about that because not everyone on here probably knows, but you kind of started it, I think. Is that how that went? I remember watching last year. Um, we were only able to go on Saturday last year, but I remember I watched the service one of the services and you had um, talked about kind of your journey and how the Lord laid on your heart to start that. And so I like Uh for you to talk to us a little bit about that and what that looked like for you. So it's kind of like a big conglomeration of all kinds of things that happened um, that made her conference begin so one one thing is that when I had my daughter, Evie, she's four now, when I had her, I had really bad postpartum depression after her. And so kind of just being um, in that, in that, like, I don't know what to call it, in that state of mind, um, that made me realize kind of how much we need things like her conference. Mm. Um, and also when I just looked around and saw other people that were hurting and struggling and, and dealing with brokenness and wounds and, you know, emotional wounds and things like that. then I realized like, okay, I need this and really everybody needs this. Yeah. So, and, and really her conference has kind of evolved. Like when I first started her conference, I wasn't thinking that it was going to be like, really focused on emotional health and mental health. And, um, and I didn't know that it would kind of be like that vibe, but it's kind of evolved into that. Um, I think, I think, which I don't know, really, here's what I try to do. I try to let God tell me what he wants. And then I try to put it together and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good strategy, though. <laughs> yes, but but it kind of came out of just and and I started like a group with our girls a few years ago, and we called it Girl Talk, mm-hmm. and that was like we just got together and just sat down together and talked about whatever. So sometimes mm-hmm. we just kind of had some good conversations about life, and then other times it got really really deep, and people were talking about 
um, like really awful things that they had been through in their life and struggles that they were going through. And, um, and so I just realized like, wow, we really live in a broken world and we need some help. Yeah. And so that, that also had a part in, uh, the beginning of her conference. That's so cool. I love her conference. It was so good. Well, it's been so good. But um, like you said about you started, y'all started having girl talk with your young girls. Uh Um, I love stuff like that. I think that's so good. I know that my church, we have ladies Bible study every other Tuesday because the other Tuesdays, the men will have it. But in our ladies Bible studies, they always go so so good. They can either be, yeah, like light and funny and just talk about regular things. But sometimes will someone will teach and then will it'll just strike a conversation of people needing to talk about things that they're going through. And it just it's such a yeah. safe place for all the girls to say what they need to say and get it off their chest or just ask questions or whatever it is. And I think that uh-huh. it's so important because not all of them have someone to go home to and talk about that. But right. when we have that atmosphere, it's just so safe. And I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. And somebody asked me, they're like, do you think we could make her conference like for guys too? <laughs> <laughs> and and really, I mean, like 99% of the content is applicable to men too. Yeah. But the thing is, I think the reason it, it's a girls, like a ladies conference is because of the atmosphere it sets when it's just women there together. I think it kind of changes. It's a more intimate setting. You know, if there were men, like if it was for everybody, I think it would change the, the setting of the conference and maybe it wouldn't feel so um, safe. Yeah. You know, like we, like you just said, when, when it's your ladies together, you just, it's a safe place and you can just talk and kind of open up. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it would have that same feeling if it was for everybody. So I think that's why the Lord worked it out to be a ladies conference. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it's very important. Like just the fact that we're able to be safe because as soon as you come into the, her conference, you just, I mean, Not that there's anything wrong with, you know, being in church with men, but it's just like we're all ladies. We all know that we're here to get a touch and we Uh might be going through stuff. And, yeah, I I definitely agree. But um, her conference was so good. So there was, you mentioned a little bit, but there was a certain moment in your life that you felt like the Lord was calling you to empower other women because you mentioned your postpartum journey and how that made you realize that, you know, a lot of people are having these problems or whatever. Uh Um, so what did that look like when you, when you found out, when you came to realize that the Lord wanted to do something through you, did you have doubts in yourself? Did you have the enemy trying to tell you lies? What it, what was that like? Honestly, I I don't remember initially, like when I started thinking about doing her conference, I don't remember much about that, probably because I've had a whole nother kid since then. <laughs> and, you know, I just, it's hard to remember that. I know it's only been a few years, but a lot's happened since then. Um, but I can say the last, this past year, even 
Yes, definitely. Um, you know, just thinking like, I'm not anybody to try to do something like this, you know, um, like I'm just a nobody that, that God is using to do this. And like, it's such a big thing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I have definitely had some, uh, feelings of inadequacy, but I, but I know that like God uses people like me. He just, we're just all people, you know, mm-hmm. everybody, we're all just people, even the people that we put, um, labels on as like, Oh, there's something or they're whatever. Like they're just people too. Right. And we all have our own stories and our own struggles and our own stuff. So I guess that kind of uh, encourages me. Like we're all people. Yeah. Nobody's exempt. <laughs> yeah. We all have our struggles and our uh, insecurities and whatever. So I just try to let God do what he wants to do. Yeah, that's that's right. That's so good. He's just looking for uh, somebody that's willing to do what he wants yes. to do through them. Um, and talking about just the her conference and empowering women stuff like that, has there been a certain person in your life that has encouraged you and helped you whenever you were going through stuff or whenever you were fighting this whole battle about the her conference or just something like that? Is there just somebody that you've had that has um, been able to help you through it? Well. When you say that, the first person that comes to mind is my husband. <laughs> uh, he's definitely been with me through all of that. Yeah. Um, and he is he is a big supporter and a big encourager for me. Um, so definitely my husband. And also my pastor has empowered me to do this. Um, he, he gives me permission to kind of just take it and go. Uh, He doesn't micromanage. He's not looking over my shoulder, making sure I do everything how he wants it done. Uh, You know, he just kind of lets me take off and go. And so because my pastor and my husband are behind me, um, I can do it. Yeah. Pastor V is great. (laughs) Um, Yes. I know that Saturday at the HER conference, Sister Carla Burton, I loved I loved her message altogether. But at the mm-hmm. end, I loved when she um, got us all to link up with another lady and just let the yeah. Lord have His way. And mm-hmm. I think that's so important for us to just have somebody in our corner that um, we can yeah. go to and talk to and stuff like that. So, yes, um, absolutely. Um, I love that. Um, So what would you say to a young man or woman that's listening that is struggling with a calling that they might feel in their heart and they're not either they're not sure what to do or they just they don't even know where to start? What is something that you would say to them to just kind of help them? I would say absolutely the first thing to do is find the need in your church and your community and fill that need. If you're go ask your pastor, go ask your pastor, what do you want me to do? What's the need in this church? What do you need? And if he says, 
well, we really don't have anybody to take out the garbage. We need somebody that'll take out the garbage. Then you say, okay, I'll take out the garbage. Because whatever the need is, that's what you need to fill. That is serving. Um, And ministry is serving. So um, while one person's ministry, and, and let me say this, 99% of ministry is not done behind a pulpit. That's what people see because it's public. But 99% of ministry is done all all day long, every day. Um, You know, it looks different for everybody. but, um, But it can look like teaching Bible studies throughout the week. And the only people that see that are the people you teach Bible studies to. Yeah. Or it could look like cleaning your church on Saturday so it looks nice on Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. So most most ministry is not public ministry. Or for somebody like me, ministry might like might look like raising two girls. Mm-hmm. So most of my time I spend at home with my girls. I'm a stay at home mom, um, and I I do some things here and there, but that's mostly what I do in this season of life. And it's also seasonal. That's another thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ministry changes with the seasons. So I guess that's my answer to that. Find what needs to be done and then step in and do it. That's really good because I think that a lot of, especially young people today, when they're living for God and they're asking God for his calling on their life, they immediately want to go straight to the pulpit, like you said, and be Uh traveling and preaching or teaching wherever and, you know, lots of posts and pictures. But a lot of it comes from behind the scenes, like you said, serving is so important and teaching Bible studies, especially working with your church and helping out where nobody really wants to be, but that's where we need to be, you know, cleaning the toilet, whatever has to be mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. So that's and what I will we... say. I will say I have known some people that they want to preach and and you can tell that they're trying to like elevate themselves and they're trying to give themselves a name and and they're trying to like get to the pulpit, you know, mm-hmm. um, but they also won't do anything behind the scenes. Mm. you ask them to help with this or help with that or do that. They don't want to. Yeah. And that's good. That's a big hindrance. Yeah. That's a big hindrance to minute to that person's or those people, you know, people like that. It's a hindrance to their ministry because you're not going to get caught onto the pulpit. If you're not willing to help do things that nobody sees. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a wrong intention. That's a wrong heart just to want to be seen and to be, behind a pulpit when Mm -hmm. serving looks like all kinds of different things. We've got to be willing to do the things that people don't see before we do the things that people do see. Right. That's good. Um, Because, I mean, we can still, in the ministry of cleaning the church or anything behind the scenes, we're still giving glory to God in what we're doing because we're helping out his house and his kingdom, even though we're not being shown because a lot of the times when we are shown, not everyone, but 
when we are shown, the glory goes to us sometimes, and we like that. But ultimately, right. the goal is for the glory to go to Him. So that's very important. Yes. I love the serving. My my parents have always pushed that a lot in us um, serving our church and just anywhere you are. Because uh-huh. the Lord yes. will use it and He'll bless it 100%. Yes, very good. Um, can I... I was going to say, when we were talking about the HER conference, I was going to say, what are some of the most vital things that women need to know or um, become more empowered in their gifts or talents in ministry to just help them out? Because, you know, we're ladies and we get insecure and we um, compare ourselves. I know that we talked a lot about that at the HER conference and stuff like that. And that can really take a toll on us and our emotions and we right. forget that it's not about us. It's about mm-hmm. giving glory to God. But what yeah. is something that you could say to help someone that's dealing with that? Yeah. So like women are so bad about comparing. We're so bad. And social media does not help at all. Mm-hmm. We always want to compare ourselves to each other. We see like the, the pretty pictures or whatever, you know, and that's mm-hmm. not even real life. That's a little tiny piece of their lives that looks good. So it got put on social media, right? (laughs) but real life is very different from that. Um, So we can't, we can't compare. (laughs) We can't compare Mm -hmm. uh, according to what social media puts on or puts out there. Um, But yeah, so I think we have to get into the word. I think we have to get into the Bible and, and that will solve a lot of that issue when we read about, about what, what God says about us. Um, and also we just have to reject that mentality. We have to reject the comparison um, because we are all unique. Yeah. We are all, I've said this many times, there's only one of you. In the whole world, there there has never been another you. There is not another you right now. And there never will be another you. You're it. That's the only one we're ever going to have. So God has a very specific thing for you to do that only you can do. Yeah. And that's, that's true for every one of us, for everybody. There's only one of us in this world. So pray and seek out the calling that God has. For every one of us. Now, there are some principles according to the word of God. Um, You know, if you're a mother, you are called to raise your children, you know, to to serve the Lord and to give their lives to him. Um, So, I mean, there are some um, general principles for all of us. But, you know, they're like you. You are the only So I am the only mother to my children. There's only one of me. So Mm. it it is very specific to each of us individually, our calling and and the gifts that God gives us. We're all unique. Um, So I I think we just have to embrace what God made us to be and seek out his will and seek seek out his word. What does his word say? What does it say about me, you know? So I, I think we just have to find the mind of God and the will of God for us individually. Yeah, that's so good. Um, because he does say that 
were made in his image. And my mom mm-hmm. always used to tell me whenever I would go through stages where I was feeling insecure or stuff like that, she would always uh-huh. kind of make it a joke, but she was being serious and she would be like, well, I can't, you know, you can't talk about God's work. I mean, like that, you're just saying that he yeah. just didn't do good. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, it's important to remember that it we're made in his image and we do get so caught up in what we think about ourselves that we forget what God thinks about us. So uh-huh. that's really good just to remember what God loves about us and how he made mm-hmm. us. We have to be careful what we think and how we think, you know, bring into captivity every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Those thoughts of insecurity are not of God. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't, he, he's not putting us down. He's trying to lift us up and encourage us and make us who he wants us to be. So we have to, again, if we get into the word of God, we'll see that we yeah. can catch those things and say that that thought doesn't line up with the word of God. So I'm, I'm not going to think that way. It takes a lot of being intentional about the way that we think. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, well, do you have anything else, anything that you would just like to leave with everyone that's listening to the honey and grace podcast today, anything on your heart or your mind that you would just like to leave with us? I guess I would just say, be who you are. We're all different. We're not supposed to be like each other. Um, We all, I don't remember what chapter it is right now. Ah, what is that? I'm not going to try to say which chapter it is in the Bible because I'll probably get it wrong. (laughs) But it talks about the the gifts of the spirit and, and it talks about the body of Christ and it's, it's like, um, we're, we're all, oh Lord have mercy. Now my mind is like, so I can't get it together right now, but it's like, okay. it's like, it's, we're all in one body, but different gifts and different talents and abilities. That's the gist. Right. Um, man, I can't believe I don't remember where that's at right now. <laughs> But anyway, good chapter. If you can figure out what I'm trying to say, go read it. (laughs) So it's talking about we're all different, but we're one body. We all have different gifts and different, you know, we're different, but we're one body. Mm -hmm. We're all working toward the same goal. And so if you do good, I'm doing good. If you're succeeding, I'm succeeding. Right. So we can, we can like what sister Burton preached that Saturday we can have each other's backs yeah. because I want you to succeed. I want you to win. I want good things for you because we're part of the same body. Yeah. A healthy body works together. Your hand can't work without your arm. Right. You know, you can't, you can't have a hand that's attached to nothing. It has to be attached to the arm. That's good. So we work together. We make each other work better. It takes all of us together to fulfill the purpose that God has for the body of Christ. It takes every one of us with our individual talents and gifts and abilities and even our individual flaws. 
because our flaws teach us things. And if we let God work on us, we get stronger and better. It takes all of that and it takes all of us together. So be who you are and let God work with what you have. That's so good. We're in this together. My dad says all the time, um, we're not here to build our own kingdom. We're here to build God's kingdom together. So I love that so much. It's so important to know that we're in this together. We don't have to be against each other and comparing, competing, but we're doing it all for the glory of God. So I love that. Yes. Amen. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. I know that many others and I myself will be blessed by what you've said today. And um, it's just been so good. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy life to be on here. Oh, well, thank you for having me. This has been fun. (laughs) Yes, it has. And thank you all for tuning in to the Honey and Grace podcast today. We had a lot of fun. If anything that was said today encouraged you, please share with a friend or on social media. Leave us a rating or a review and join us again next Tuesday for another episode because I can't wait to talk to you guys again. I pray that the rest of this week will allow God's goodness to be like grace to our ears and honey to our souls. Thank you so much.